Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Versatility Podcast. For today's episode, I'm here to recap week 11 of the NFL regular season. Yeah, every week it's just been getting crazier and more unpredictable as the season goes on. I mean, week 9 and week 10 were two of the most unpredictable weeks that I've ever had to witness as a football fan, and this week also falls in that category. So, yeah, at this point, I really don't know what teams are going to be that good heading into the postseason, what teams are going to make it, what teams are going to just drastically fall from the race, uh, a wild-card race or whatnot. Uh, You can still see the teams that are just bad and they're not going to make it to the playoffs or anything, but... Figuring out a lot of these teams and their performances and who's really going to win the Super Bowl, it could really go either way. It's not as predictable, which I guess, you know, makes it a lot more fun in in a sense. Definitely, you know, there's a lot of teams that are now competing and there's good teams losing to bad teams. It's just a, it's just a mess overall that you would think these good teams would annihilate these bad teams. But in the end, it's the opposite that's that's going on. But before we get into Week 11... The AMAs were last night, and I want to kind of go over it just in the, for a couple minutes, just kind of talk about the the winners. I mean, yeah, of course, obviously the winners of the AMAs last night. So let's get into the big categories first. So we had Artists of the Year, and I'm not going to go over every single nominee, but, you know, we'll just get straight to the winner. So BTS, they ended up taking Artist of the Year. So Artists of the Year... BTS. Okay, I guess fair enough. I don't listen to BTS, so you know it is what it is. They they took over the award over Drake, Taylor Swift, The Weeknd, Olivia Rodrigo, and Ariana Grande. New Artist of the Year went to Olivia Rodrigo. No surprise there. Collaboration of the Year went to Doja Cat and SZA with "Kiss Me More," competing against Girl Crazy, Dakiti, Mood, Peaches. All right, that's fair. Favorite trending song, which is basically favorite TikTok song. Yeah, TikTok has like their own category in the AMAs now. Uh, and Body from Megan Thee Stallion took that one. Favorite music video went to Call Me By Your Name or Montero by Lil Nas X. Favorite male pop artist, it went to Ed Sheeran. Favorite female pop artist went to Taylor Swift. Favorite pop duo or group, BTS. Favorite pop album went to Evermore by Taylor Swift. Favorite pop song went to Butter by BTS. Okay, country, country, country. We're going to just skip through that. Favorite male hip-hop artist went to Drake. Favorite female hip-hop artist went to Megan Thee Stallion. No surprise there. Favorite hip-hop song went to Up by Cardi B taking over the award over rap star what do you know about love calling my, calling my phone lemonade unfortunately i'm not surprised and then favorite hip hop album went to good news over shoot for the stars and for the moon legends never die certified lover boy soul fly yeah uh we're not surprised by this right we're not surprised that megan and cardi b took took the awards over every other Every other artist on on the, on the nominees, it is what it is, man. We're, I'm not out here to 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 rant about this again, but it is what it is. Congratulations, they still took home the award. Favorite male R&B artist went to The Weeknd, and then favorite female R&B artist went to Doja Cat. Favorite R&B album went to Doja Cat with her album Planet Her. Favorite R&B song went to Leave the Door Open. So. Definitely that. Favorite male Latin artist went to Bad Bunny. Favorite female Latin artist went to Becky G. Oh, really? Becky G took the home the award. I thought I thought either Rosalia or Carol G would take it, but it was Becky G that took it. That's actually kind of surprising. And then favorite Latin album went to El Ultimo Tor del Mundo. Jesus, my Spanish has been getting worse and worse. I gotta, I, got, I definitely got to sp- uh, practice my Spanish a little bit because it's been getting... Pretty sloppy at times, but Bad Bunny took for favorite out Latin album. Uh, Kanye won favorite gospel artist over Kirk Franklin, Maverick City Music, a bunch of other nominees. And favorite Latin song went to Telepatia by 
Kelly Uchis. Okay. All right. All right. So those are the winners of probably the big, the, the bigger categories. I think that's not every single, not every single uh, category, every single nominee, but those are pretty much the main ones. Congratulations to everybody who won. Oh, well, who was it? Drake, Doja Cat, Ed Sheeran, Megan, Cardi B. BTS took home like three. I think Doja Cat took three as well. The Weeknd, Drake. You know, congratulations to everybody. The Weeknd. Uh, yeah, Bad Bunny. They all take home a VMA award. Lil Nas X as well. Yeah, so congratulations. The Grammys will be next year in January or February, I believe. I think it's in January. So I'll have to wait and see. Now, let's get into week 11. Starting off with the Ravens versus the Bears. And the Ravens, they took home the victory 16 to 13. The Ravens are now 7 and 3. The Bears are now 3 and 7. Tyler Huntley, who was the backup QB for this game, it turns out that Lamar Jackson had an illness, so he went to, into the locker room, told coaches. He's not feeling well, obviously, and he won't be playing uh, yesterday against the Bears. So then Tyler Huntley came in to save the day. 26 for 36, 219 yards, zero touchdowns, one interception, and a rushing touchdown from Devonta Freeman. And then for the Bears, Andy Dalton, 11 for 23, 201 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. Also, Justin Fields took a handful of snaps, four from 11, 79 yards, Zero touchdowns and zero interceptions. Both of these teams had a pretty head-to-head -head battle. Uh, offensively, it was really nothing that crazy going up up until the fourth quarter. Defenses from both teams played pretty well. Eventually, uh, the Bears had a possession down. Had pretty much almost a game-winning drive late in the fourth quarter with about less than two minutes to go. And they took a, what, a 13-9 lead. But then Tyler Huntley came in to rescue on a third and I believe third and 11, third and 12 with a glorious throw all the way to, I believe, Sammy Watkins. And they got into the red zone and eventually scored a touchdown, which, of course, ended up being a rushing touchdown to Devonta Freeman for the game winning, the actual game winning drive for the Baltimore Ravens. And the Ravens are now seven and three. And the Bears are three and seven. The Bears have been struggling this season and just have not been looking that great. Uh, the Ravens, they have to go up against the Browns in Baltimore next week. So that could be a pretty tough game for both teams. Because even though the Ravens definitely been looking like the best team in the division, the AFC North, the Browns, even though they've been struggling. But also it's it's been it's been a wild, crazy couple weeks of the season. Don't be surprised if the Browns come here and win this game, especially it's a divisional matchup as well. While the three and seven Bears, they will face off the Lions this Thursday for Thanksgiving. So as we feast on Thanksgiving, that's going to be the first game that they put on the Bears versus the Lions. I just don't understand why the Lions always have to play on Thanksgiving. They they just it's a tradition to eat turkey on Thanksgiving with a bunch of. You know, you, 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 whatever custom desserts that you eat, whatever appetizers, whatever other, you know, custards or whatever that you guys uh, have on the sides. Be thankful for whatever it is that you're thankful for. Watch football. But then as you're watching football, the Lions have to lose on Thanksgiving. It's just a well-known tradition. All the trend, all the transitions that you do on Thanksgiving, if one of them is watching football, it's the Lions to lose. Is that going to finally break? Probably not. But I will be making my predictions on Wednesday. Or actually, I don't look, I don't know if I could make it on Wednesday because I'm actually going to be going somewhere. I'll be going out of town for Thanksgiving. So, shit. Uh, I might have to do it tomorrow or early, early Wednesday morning. I'll have to wake up early as fuck to do it Wednesday morning. But it is what it is. Let's get back to it. Bears versus the Lions on Thursday Night Football. That will be the first Thanksgiving game of the week. And the Bears, they lose to the Ravens 16-13. Next, we got the Green Bay Packers versus the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings take the W 
against the Packers. The Vikings are now five and five, as the Packers are now eight and three. Aaron Rodgers, 23 for 33, 384 yards, four touchdowns. I mean, uh, Marcus Valdez-Scanley had a receiving touchdown. Devontae Adams had two receiving touchdowns. And Josiah DeGrara had a receiving touchdown. Kirk Cousins, 24 for 35, 341 yards, three touchdowns. A rushing TD for Dalvin Cook, two for Justin Jefferson, and then a receiving touchdown for Adam Thielen. So, yeah, the Packers and the Vikings had a very good competitive game going back and forth. Fourth quarter, lead changes were going up and down. It was a pretty good game. As the Vikings have been playing pretty well football in the last couple weeks, um, you know, they've been, uh, they, lo they lost to the Ravens a couple weeks ago, but then they came back defeating the Chargers last week and then, of course, beating the Packers this week. Yeah, they've been, they've been actually looking all right. Uh, I got to give respect to the Vikings a little bit. I think Kirk Cousins is kind of that QB that people just kind of – he's not a bad QB. He's always kind of been in the middle of the pack, never really been a, a quarterback of the elite or of like the superstar, but also isn't one of the worst QBs or one of the one of the benchers that should be really pretty much as as a starting QB for for – for another team or just doesn't fit to the offense properly. He's just very inconsistent and just overall mediocre quarterback at most times. But definitely he has his games. He has his moments where he does look pretty strong. And in this game, he had a pretty good performance. So I got to give him that. And, I mean, he beat the Packers. I mean, the Vikings are get owned by the Packers pretty much all the time. And so they took a W this week. Against them. I mean, Aaron Rodgers still had a great game. I mean, four touchdowns, almost 400 passing yards. You know, no really, no, nothing to really be worried about for the Packers. I mean, again, they still have a lot of uh, injured players on that defense that, uh, you know, it could really definitely use some help there. But other than that, I think the Packers are still fine. I don't think anything is be needed for this team to improve. Of course, the offense was there. Just, of course, the Vikings just play better. So that that's that. The Packers, they go up against the Rams next week on Sunday. So that's going to be a pretty big game for both teams, L.A. and for Green Bay. And, yeah, definitely the, the Packers definitely setting up a potential playoff a playoff potential uh, uh, game. We might see an NFC championship, NFC uh, divisional round game between them two. A rematch from last year. Whoa, I'll have to wait and see. And for the Vikings, their 5-5 five five record, they go up against the 49ers next week. So that's also a pretty tough game for the Vikings. But I think both teams now have the same record. Yes, the Vikings and the Niners are both 5-5. Five and five. And so the Vikings, they defeat the Packers 34-31. to 31. Next, we got the Indianapolis Colts versus the Buffalo Bills. And the Colts, yeah, annihilate. The Buffalo Bills, 41-15. to 15. The Colts are 6-5, and five, while the Bills are now 6-4. and four. Yeah, the Bills, man. Their, their, their offense wasn't there. Their defense certainly wasn't there. Carson Wentz, 11 for 20, 106 yards, one touchdown. Jonathan Taylor had four rushing touchdowns. Jonathan Taylor also had a receiving touchdown. My my goodness, Jonathan Taylor. Uh wow. Buffalo. Josh Allen had 21 for 35, 209 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. Mitch Trubisky had five attempts, five uh 19 yards, and then one pick. But there was only two receiving touchdowns for Stephon Diggs. And that was literally their only offense for the game for the Bills. While that defense was struggling against, well, obviously Jonathan Taylor, who had four rushing touchdowns for 185 yards and then 19 receiving yards and three receptions with that receiving touchdown as well. Yeah, so clearly uh, Jonathan Taylor has been uh, on fire ever since Derrick Henry has been injured these last, what, four weeks, last month? It's been already a month, I believe, since Henry has been injured. That's crazy. Um the man has been playing at a very, very, very good rate. Maybe damn near MVP caliber 
because this Colts team finally now have a winning record. They're six and five, and the Bills are now six and four. This Colts team is definitely in the race for the AFC. They're pretty close with the Titans right now in that division. They're second place. They're still, I think, two games behind because even though the Titans have been kind of struggling, especially with this, this game this week, the Colts can catch up. But they do have a difficult game next week against the Buccaneers, so we'll have to wait and see. But again, they beat the Bills, and the Bills just looked pretty bad. They were just all over that place. Yeah, it, they just... I don't know. I, I don't know. I think I think this whole experiment with Buffalo has been a mess sometimes. I mean, yeah, losing against the the game against the Jaguars and the game against the Colts, it just does not look good for Buffalo right now. I don't think there's they're really this torn team. There's just so much right now that I don't know. Are they really a serious contender in the playoffs? Are they really gonna make it far in the playoffs? I just don't see that right now. I just really don't see that right now. You know, definitely a playoff team. Definitely can win the division if New England doesn't steal it from them. But also, New England is number one in the division because, yeah, the Patriots have pretty much enjoyed the Buffalo Bills taking that L. But no, man. The Bills would have won that game and they would have had, you know, a tie for the division. But... The Bills are still in second place in the division while the Patriots are red hot with a 7-4 record. But the Bills next week, they go up against the Saints on Thursday night. So, of course, on Thanksgiving night, they'll be facing off against the Saints. And so the Colts, they defeat the Bills 41-15. to Next, we got the Detroit Lions versus the, the Cleveland Browns. The Browns defeat the Lions 13-10. The Browns 6-5, while the Lions are 0-9-1. Jesus. Tim Doyle, 15 for 23, 77 yards, zero touchdowns, two interceptions, a rushing touchdown for DeAndre Swift. And then for the Browns, Baker Mayfield, 15 for 29, 179 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions, a rushing touchdown for Jarvis Landry, and a receiving touchdown for Nick Chubb. So, yeah, clearly this Browns team, just uh, they took it. They took a W against the Detroit Lions. Again, it was a pretty boring game. Really, nothing going on. That pretty much all the scoring went to Cleveland in the second quarter, where they scored those two touchdowns. And once again, it just really, or actually, that one touchdown and then two field goals. My bad. Yeah, it was a pretty boring game. The Lions, you know, are just the Lions. They're, they're just uh, they're out here just playing football games just because. They're really, there's no purpose of them for winning games at this point. They're just playing football, trying to have a good time, but not trying to win a damn game. And the Lions, they play against the Bears this week on Thanksgiving. So will they perform in Detroit? We'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see if they can get their first win of the season in uh on Thanksgiving at home. And then the Browns, 6-5, and five, they go up against the Ravens next week with six games remaining on their schedule. They have the Ravens twice back-to-back, -back, believe it or not. Well, actually, they have the bye week after the first game they had with the Ravens. Then they go back to the Ravens to play the Raiders, then the Packers, Steelers, and then the Bengals. So, But yeah, the Browns, they defeat the Lions 13-10. Next game, we got the Washington football team versus the Carolina Panthers. The Washington football team, they take the W over Carolina, defeating them 27-21. to The Washington football team are now 4-6, while the Panthers are 5-6 on the season. Taylor Heineke, 16 for 22, 206 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. A receiving touchdown for DeAndre Carter. Cam Sims and Terry McLaurin. And then for the Panthers, Cam Newton, 21 for 27, 189 yards, two touchdowns, a rushing touchdown for Cam, and then a receiving touchdown for Christian McCaffrey and DJ Moore. So, yeah, the Panthers, uh, their offense was looking okay. Washington football team, the offense have been looking pretty good. And the defense actually, not, actually hasn't been that bad for either teams in this game, but... Taylor Heineke, man, 206 yards, three touchdowns. He was pretty accurate with the football, with his passes. 
getting down the field pretty often. And yeah, the, the Washington football team, they were able to get lucky and defeat the Panthers. Um, they were down by a couple, and uh, by the majority of the game, the Panthers, they scored, what, a, two, three touchdowns um, throughout the game. Uh, one in the third, or I mean, one in the second, first, and fourth quarter. Besides the third quarter, really didn't do anything. Washington football team took care of the football. Uh, Cam Newton, this was his first start in Carolina since 2019. So, yeah, congrats, man. He's finally back in Carolina, and he's obviously now the starting QB. But man, he took a W in his first home game back in Carolina. So hopefully they can put this off his back. The Washington football team next week, with their 4-6 and six record, they will be facing off next Monday against the Seattle Seahawks in Washington. So that should be a... I mean, we'll have to go. It can go either way because Seattle hasn't been that great either. So that can go either way. And the Panthers, 5-6, and six, they go up against the Miami Dolphins on Sunday. So that can go either way as well. Next game, so the, yeah, the Washington football team, they defeat the Panthers 27-21. Next game, we got the Houston Texans versus the Tennessee Titans. And the Houston Texans, they defeat the Titans 22-13. Tyrod Taylor, 14 for 24, 107 yards, zero touchdowns, zero interceptions, but two rushing touchdowns for Tyrod Taylor. Then for the Titans, Ryan Tannehill, 35 for 52. 323 yards, a touchdown, and four interceptions. And then that receiving touchdown went to Des Fitzpatrick. So do you see do you see what happened? Do you see uh the game? Did you see what happened in this game, man? For the Titans. Yes, they were uh they were struggling against the Houston Texans. Ryan Tannehill threw four picks against one of the worst defenses in the league. One of the worst teams in the league. Four four picks. And we thought this team is the best team in the AFC. Without Derrick Henry, they're still amazing. They could still do enough. And again, I know I know it's just one game, but man. These these losses just just tell you a lot more than it's supposed to sometimes, man. It just shouldn't happen. I feel like these good teams, the real good teams, they go by those one Ls by teams that actually are at least playoff contenders. Or actual playoff teams. But teams that barely even have a win. A win in their entire record. Just to even get a win on their record is impressive enough for their, for their standards. But man, just horrible offense. Just no control of the football for Tannehill. I mean, still, he threw for past 323 yards, but... With four picks, just wasn't securing. Wasn't he was just throw letting that ball loose, just letting that ball in the air. Really, just wasn't doing, paying attention to where that football was gonna head to. Just a mess. It was just a massive mess for the Titans. The Texans they take their second win of the season. They're now two and eight, while the Titans are eight and three. The Texans they go up against the Jets next week. So, I mean, hey, the Texans. They could they could definitely win this game. I mean, if they just defeated the damn fucking Titans, then the Jets should be no no problem. And the Titans eight and three they go up against the Patriots next week. So yeah, uh, coming off an L to the Texans just to play the red hot Patriots next week. Yeah, the Titans have to step it up. And if they don't win this game, I'm I'm gonna start losing a lot of faith on this team. And they'll probably just be a pretender. I'll just consider them a pretender if they lose this game against the Patriots. I don't care that they're red hot. This team just, at least without Derrick Henry, it's just just not been that great. You know? And, I mean, they were close against that Saints game, too. So, you can't really blame. You can't honestly put the blame too much. 
And that ra that game against the Rams, the Rams were just they were just all over the place in that game. So I guess hey, they've been all over the place. But the Titans, they were able. Uh, I mean the Texans, they were able to take the W away from the Titans. So yeah, that that's that's how that went. Next game, we got the San Francisco 49ers versus the Jacksonville Jaguars. The 49ers ended up taking the W, 30-10. The Niners are now 5-5, five five, as the Jaguars are now 2-8. The Jimmy Garoppolo, 16 for 22, 176 yards, two touchdowns, one interception for, Rush, uh, for Debo Samuel, and then a receiving touchdown for Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle. And for the Jaguars... Trevor Lawrence, 16 for 25, 158 yards, zero touchdowns, and only a single rushing touchdown for James Robinson. So, yeah, the, the 49ers, they were dominating the Jaguars. No surprises there. The Jaguars are obviously one of the worst teams in football. Still able to get two wins in their, on their record. Impressive enough. And the 49ers, they've actually been playing pretty good football these last couple weeks. Last week, they beat the hell out of the Rams. And obviously against Jacksonville, no surprise that they actually took over and not lose to a shitty team. But next week they go up against the Vikings, who've actually been playing some pretty decent football the last couple weeks as well. So two teams that have been kind of getting back on track. They now have a 500 record. Now they could break the tie. One will go back below and above 500 in between the Vikings and the Niners next week. And the Jaguars, they're 2-8 head-ass. They'll be facing the Falcons next week in Jacksonville. Hey, man, Falcons, their offense have been atrocious these last three games. So, hey, if the Jaguars can just put up a decent fight offensively, they might just beat the Falcons and just don't even be surprised if that happens. So, yeah, don't quote me on that, though. Next game, we got the Miami Dolphins versus the New York Jets. The Dolphins, they were able to take the W against the Jets. And the Dolphins are now 4-7, and seven, while the Jets are 2-8. and eight. Tua turned the ball over. Excuse me. Uh, Tagovailoa, 27 for 33. 273 yards, two touchdowns, one interception. Uh, Jalen Waddle had a rushing touchdown. And Matt Collins had a receiving touchdown as well as Miles Gaskin. Yeah, Tua had a pretty decent game. Did make that horrible ass interception, but again, it was one mistake. And I just said turn the ball over because that's apparently every Dolphins haters' favorite term. And uh, it kind of kind of pisses me off. But I I guess it just pisses me off less if I say it. So I guess that that does something. And then Joe Flacco, 24 for 39, 291 yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. And a receiving touchdown to Elijah Moore and Jameis Crowder. So, yeah, the Dolphins had a pretty close game against the Jets. Kind of was going back and forth. It wasn't that much of a crazy game. Dolphins ended up scoring 10 in the fourth quarter. Played pretty decent football in this game, and they were able to get another victory. I believe this is their third straight win. They beat the Texans, they beat the Ravens, and now they defeat the Jets. So they're 4-7. Next week, though, they have a tough game against the Panthers. I know the Panthers have been amazing, but trust me, the Panthers have low-key been okay, pretty decent this year. So Dolphins have a pretty tough game on their schedule going up against Carolina, but they will be back in Miami. So hopefully that could, that could do something. They can get 5-7 record. And shit, you, you don't know. The Dolphins may be in the playoff race at this point if they can get a win against Carolina. While the Jets, 2-8, and eight, they go up against the Houston Texans next week on Sunday on the 28th. So it can go definitely either way with these two teams. One of the worst, two of the worst teams in the NFL for sure. And the Dolphins, they defeat the Jets 24-17. Next game, we got the New Orleans Saints versus the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles, as I predicted, defeated the New Orleans Saints 40 to 29. Trevor Simeon, 22 for 40, 214 yards, three touchdowns, two interceptions, a rushing touchdown for Trevor Simeon, a receiving touchdown for Adam Troutman and Marcus Callaway, and as well for Lord Jordan Humphrey. And then for the Eagles, 
Jalen Hurts, 13 for 24, 147 yards. Zero touchdowns, zero interceptions. But three rushing touchdowns for Jalen Hurts and was good enough to, well, a little bit better than good enough to defeat the New Orleans Saints. 40 to 29, yes, that run game for the Eagles, one of the best in the NFL. The quarterback had three rushing touchdowns. Yeah, impressive shit for Jalen Hurts. 69 yards, nice. 18 carries and then three of three rushing TDs while also throwing 147 passing yards. Yeah, man, the Eagles run game has been productive. Jalen Hurts has been great on the run. And, well, you know, he does kind of remind me of Lamar, of course, with with the running action and just kind of been a little bit more protective with the football. He really wasn't that. He wanted to use his legs. He wanted to run in this game, and he definitely was able to get a lot of effectiveness out of it. Yeah, and that defense for the Eagles still kind of concerning, but then again, they were able to not let them score up to 30 points, even though they just came up one shy. It was in the fourth quarter. They were just kind of letting them score points. I mean, this game was a lot of a lot more than a blowout than a 40 to 29 score. I know they only lost by 11, but then the Saints scored 22 in the fourth quarter. So, so at some point, the Saints were down by like 20 something points, 28 points, I believe. So like four or five scores, they were down. But now, of course, they 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 lost. Ended up by only two possessions. So, yeah, the Eagles are now 5-6, five and six, and the Saints are now 5-5. Five and five. The Eagles, man, they've been getting, they've been looking, they've been looking all right these last couple games is too. They beat the Broncos last week, and then, of course, yesterday they defeat the Saints, and they had a pretty close game against the Chargers on the 7th, even though they lost. Still had a pretty close game there. Yeah, and then they go up against the Giants, on Sunday, and they have one of the easiest remaining schedules. They have against the Giants, then the Jets, then the Washington football team, then the Giants again, then the Washington football team again, and then the Cowboys. So five, hopefully, guarantee wins for the Eagles. Maybe four, because I say maybe New York or Washington, they may take a win out of Philly. But I'm expecting, at least for the next six games, Philly to win four. Because they have one of the easiest remaining schedules. And again, these last couple weeks have been wild for the season. So shit, the Jets might defeat the damn Eagles. I mean, shit, they, they had, I think they had a tie in the preseason. So just imagine, things, things could get crazy. But the Eagles, if they want to keep this up, they definitely should take advantage because their schedule can't be any easier. And the Saints, they're 5-5. Five and five. They go up against the Bills on Thursday night football on Thanksgiving. So will they take a W against the Bills on Thanksgiving? We'll have to wait and see. Next game, we got the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Las Vegas Raiders. The Bengals winning this game 32-13. The Bengals now 6-4 and four, while the Raiders are now 5-5. Five and five. Joe Burrow, 20 for 29, 148 yards, one touchdown, zero interceptions. Joe Mixon with two rushing touchdowns and Jamar Chase with a receiving touchdown. The Raiders, 19 for 27, 215 yards, a touchdown and an interception. And that one receiving touchdown went to Foster Monroe. So yeah, the Bengals, they, they played great offensively against the Raiders. It didn't really look that close. The Raiders offensively was kind of... All in shambles in this game. The defense was not <laughs> nowhere as good. It was a pretty messy game for the Raiders. Just didn't really have an answer for that offense and for Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. The Bengals are now six and four. Next week they go up against the Steelers in Cincinnati, so that could be a big W if they can take it against Pittsburgh. And then the Raiders now five and five. They go up against the Cowboys on Thursday night football, of course on uh, on Thanksgiving in Dallas. So pretty important game for the Raiders if they can defeat the Cowboys. Yeah, pretty impressive win if they can get uh, a W against the Cowboys in this one. We'll have to wait and see. And the Bengals they defeat the Raiders thirty two. 
to 13. Next, we got the Dallas Cowboys. Speaking of the Dallas Cowboys, they were defeated against the Kansas City Chiefs 19 to 9. So the Chiefs are now 7 and 4, while the Cowboys are now 7 and 3. Dak Prescott, 28 for 43, 216 yards, zero touchdowns, two interceptions. Yeah, just bad, bad game for, for Prescott. Patrick Mahomes, 23 for 37, 260 yards, zero touchdown, and one interception. Even though that one interception wasn't even Patrick Mahomes' fault, it was because Travis Kelsey couldn't hold on to the football, and then uh, somebody else took it from him. And then uh, two rushing, receiving, two rushing, excuse me, two receiving, Rushing touchdowns. Travis Kelsey took one, and then Clyde Edwards Alaire took the other. So, yeah, both games, offense, uh, both teams offensively weren't really doing that much. No touchdowns for the Cowboys in this game. They just could not do anything against that Chiefs defense, which just says a lot for the Cowboys in this game. The Chiefs defense has been getting a lot better. And so while they've been well-adjusted to the game and they've just been getting better and better each week defensively, so that's a big thing for the Chiefs. They've been playing great. Now, again, the offense was amazing last week and the defense was great. This week, the offense was struggling, but the defense did show up hard and then were able to take the victory from them. So, again, the Chiefs are still a very good team. Definitely Super Bowl contenders at this point, but again, you know, they got if they want to win these football games and they want to play in January and not lose in January and make it to February, they definitely got to take these uh, these these precautions because the defense has to hold their part, the offense has to perform as well. It can't be just one carrying the other. But the Chiefs, nineteen and nine. W against the Cowboys. The Cowboys, on the other hand, they were struggling against the Chiefs defense. Yeah, just had no answer. Just just couldn't get down the field. Just was all over the place with um with that Chiefs defense all over them. P- Prescott getting sacked multiple times. It was a rough game for the Cowboys. Cowboys, they play against the Raiders on Thursday night. Um, of course, on Thanksgiving. In Dallas, so that could be a pretty big game for Dallas to get an eighth win and a, a division hold. And, for of course, continue with the division on top. And then the Raiders, they have a, uh, I mean, excuse me, then the Chiefs, they have a bye week next week. But their next game will be against the Broncos on the 5th of December. So in two, two Sundays from now, or the Sunday after next Sunday, or this Sunday, excuse me. They go back in Kansas City at Harrowhead Stadium. Or not Harrowhead Stadium. I think it's called Jephta. Jephta Stadium. Or I think it's still called Arrowhead. Whatever. It's still called Arrowhead. Uh, And they go back in Arrowhead to play against the Broncos. So, that's that. Next game, we got the Arizona Cardinals versus the Seattle Seahawks. The Karen, the Cardinals, the Cardinals took the W against the Seattle Seahawks, twenty-three to thirteen. The Cardinals are now nine and two, while the Seahawks are three and seven. My God, Colt McCoy, thirty-four for fifty-four. I mean, thirty-five for forty-four, three hundred twenty-eight yards, two touchdowns, zero interceptions. James Conner had a rushing touchdown. Zach Ertz had two rushing receiving touchdowns. Russell Wilson, 14 for 27, 207 yards, zero touchdowns, one interception, and then a rushing touchdown for DJ Dallas. Yeah, man, and the Seahawks continue to struggle offensively. Yeah, man, they have just been playing bad these last games. Russell Wilson hasn't been playing that great since his injury. Um, Yeah, I don't know, man. The, The Seahawks are just not that good this year. They're just all over the place. Their defense is off a lot of the time. Um, their offense just isn't playing good at all. The, these last couple games have just been looking pretty weak. Well, the Cardinals, man, they're one of the strongest teams in the NFL. They've been playing great this year, and they take their ninth W of the season. And they will take on the Chicago Bears 
on December 5th because they have a bye week next week. So they go to Chicago on December 5th to take on the Bears for a road game. But the Cardinals definitely should take that win against the Bears. And then the Seahawks, 3-7. and seven, They go up against the Washington football team on Monday Night Football next week. So, yeah, Seattle, they can win that game. They could still be alive in this playoff hunt. But, again, they're still pretty much far from it. So, it may not even happen. And then, finally, we got the Sunday Night Football game between the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the Los Angeles Chargers, the Chargers were able to take the victory over the Pittsburgh Steelers, 41-37. to Ben Roethlisberger, 28 for 30, for 44, excuse me, 273 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions, three, what, uh, excuse me, Najee Harris had a rushing touchdown, my God, Deontay Johnson, Pat Fearmuth, and Eric Ebron. All three had a receiving touchdown. And the Chargers, Justin Herbert, 30 for 41, 382 yards, three touchdowns, one interception, two rushing touchdowns for Austin Heckler, two receiving touchdowns for Austin Heckler as well, and then one receiving touchdown for Mike Williams. So, yeah, the Chargers offensively, great. 41 points. They were definitely, you know, playing great. In the first half and leading in the third quarter, but then the second, uh, in the I mean in the second half, kind of struggling in the fourth quarter. They allowed twenty seven points for the Steelers to make almost come through with the victory. Almost come through with the victory. They the Steelers they took possession. They took lead of the game in what I think like three minutes left in the game. They took the lead, but then the Chargers stormed back. And scored a touchdown on their own to get possession back and the game-winning drive to get the Chargers to get another victory on their win column. They're now six and four, while the Steelers are now five, four, and one. Of course, with that one being a draw to the Detroit Lions last week. So the Chargers are now six and four. Steelers are five, four, and one. They're still playing for a playoff spot. Chargers next week, they go up against the Broncos on the 28th. So they still have uh, seven games left on their the remaining schedule. And the Steelers, they go up against the Cincinnati Bengals on the 28th next week as well. So, yeah. And the Chargers, they take the W on Sunday Night Football 41-37. to And then tonight, we have Monday Night Football between the New York Giants versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So obviously I have the Buccaneers winning this game. But uh we will we will end up waiting and seeing how it actually comes out. Imagine the Giants win this game. I won't even be surprised. I won't even be surprised. Now let's get into the NFL playoff picture. This is week 11 and this is the last game of week 11. With the Giants, uh, a Buccaneers game for today. So let's look at the the, the you know the, the the division, who's in front of the division, the, the picture. There's teams that went up, there's teams that went down. So let's go in the AFC. So in the AFC, for the first number one, for the number one seed, we still got the Titans with an eight and three record. Second seed, Baltimore Ravens with a 7-3 and record. The Patriots, they climb all the way up to the third seed, being sixth seed last week uh, with a 7-4 and record. The Chiefs, they stay in fourth seed with a 7-4 and record. The Bengals are now in fifth seed. They were in eighth last week, but now they're in fifth with a 6-4 and record. The Chargers are, of course, in sixth seed, getting one place up. With a six and four record, and the Bills they fell all the way to seven when they were number two last week. Yikes, man! The Bills they're still in the playoff hunt, but they were from second to seventh, so they definitely got to pick things up again. And on the bubble, we got of course the Pittsburgh Steelers, the eighth seed at the moment with the five four and one record. They were all the way in fifth. Now they're in eighth. The Colts are now in ninth, but they were in 10th last week with a 6-5 and five record. The Browns are the 10th seed at the moment. They went up after being 11th last week with a 6-5 and five record. The Raiders are the 11th seed. They were 
Uh, I believe they were ninth last week with the 5-5 five five record, but now they're back to 11. The Broncos, they had a bye week, so they stay at number 12 with the 5-5 five five record. The Dolphins, number 13 seed with a 4-7 and seven record. No change. They stay at number 14. The Texans at number 14. Uh, well, the Dolphins at 13, excuse me, and then the Texans are at number 14. They went up. They were actually 16. And so, yeah, they're now 2-8, and eight, of course. Jaguars, number 15 seed. They're 2-8. and eight. They stay at number 15. And, of course, the Jets are 2-8, and eight, number 16 seed, and they went down from 14 to 16. And so that is for the AFC. Now, for the NFC. Let's go in reverse. So the 16th seed, we got the Detroit Lions, 0-9-1. Of course, they're dead last in the NFC. The 15th seed, the Seattle Seahawks, they fell one. They were 14th. Now they're 15th with a 3-7 and record. The Chicago Bears are now the 14th seed. They rose one spot up. They were 15th last week with a 3-7 and record. The Giants are the 13th seed. No change. They have a 3-6 record at the moment. And number 12, we have the Atlanta Falcons. For the 12th seed, they're 4-6. And, and they went down by two spots. They were actually 10th last week. The Washington football team, they went up by one spot. They were 12th last week. They're 11th this week with a 4-6 record. The Panthers are the 10th seed, falling down all the way to 7-10 to with a 5-6 record. The Eagles are the ninth seed right now. They rose up two spots from 11 to the ninth seed. They're now 5-6. And, and then on the bubble with the eighth seed, we got the 49ers at the number eight spot. They went up by one. They were ninth last week. And now with the 5-5 five and five record. Now who were teams that would make it into the actual NFC playoff? Be the Saints at number seven, who were 5-5. Five and five. And they were actually six last week. Now they're at number seven. Then the Vikings at the sixth seed with two place uh, two spots up. They were actually at number eight last week. Now they're at number six with a five and five record. The Rams, the number fifth seed, seven and three. They had a bye week, so they had no change on their record. The Buccaneers, the fourth seed, six and three, no change on the record because they play tonight. So depending, they can go up or down in the ranking. But hopefully they could stay seven and three. So they could stay in fourth or they can go to third and switch with Dallas. But we'll see. Speaking of Dallas, they're the third seed, of course. The Cowboys, seven and three. They're right now the third seed. The Packers are the second seed in the NFC. But they were actually number one last week. But now they're, of course, they're number two this week with an eight and three record. And then, of course, the Arizona Cardinals, they're the number one seed in the NFC. They rose up one after being second last week with a nine and two record. So the Titans, Cardinals, number one seed. The Ravens, Packers, number two seeds. The Patriots and Cowboys, number three seeds. The Chiefs and the Buccaneers for the number four seeds. The Bengals and the Rams, number fifth seeds. The Chargers and the Vikings, number six seeds. And the Bills and the Saints, the number seven seeds. And then for the bubble, of course, for the eighth seeds, we got the Steelers and the 49ers. For the ninth seed, we have the Colts and the Eagles. For the tenth seed, we have the Browns and the Panthers. Eleventh seed, the Raiders, Washington football team. Twelfth seed, the Broncos and Falcons. Thirteenth seed, we have the Dolphins, Giants. 14th seed, we have the Texans Bears, 15th seed Jaguars, Seahawks, and then of course 16 dead last. Nobody cares. Jets and Lions. So those are the current playoff pictures for the NFL season at the moment. Um, before we leave, let's get into the NBA scores from let's go all the way from, I believe, Friday. Let's go all the way from Friday. So Friday we had the Warriors taking on the Pistons. The Pistons uh, lost that game 105 to 102. The Hornets they defeat the Pacers 121 and 118. The Celtics they defeat the Lakers 130 to 108. The Nets they defeat the Magic 115 and 113. The Pelicans they defeat the Clippers 94 to 81. The Bucks they defeat the Thunder 96 to 89. The Raptors they defeat the Kings 108 to 89. 
The Bulls defeat the Nuggets 114 to 108. The Suns defeat the Mavericks 112 to 104. Saturday, the Knicks they defeat the Rockets 106 to 99. The Wizards defeat the Heat 103-100. The Celtics defeat the Thunder 111-105. The Bucks beat the Magic 117-109. The Hawks defeat the Hornets 115-105. The Pacers defeat the Pelicans 111-94. The Grizzlies defeat the The Grizzlies lose to the Timberwolves 138-95. The Blazers defeat the Sixers 118-111. And the Jazz defeat the Kings 123 to 105. Yesterday we had five games. The Clippers beating the Mavericks 97 to 91. The Lakers defeating the Pistons. There was actually a brawl that happened yesterday against the Lakers Pistons game. LeBron was at the free throw line with Isaiah Stewart, and uh, he accidentally hit him on the elbow. Uh, he used his uh, he will hit him in the face, more specifically with his elbow, um, and eventually. Started causing a brawl. Isaiah Stewart wanted all the smoke, trying to get into all the action. Of course, he's been suspended for two games, as LeBron was, of course, suspended for one. And obviously, both players were injected from yesterday's game in the third quarter. Russell Westbrook did definitely look like he wanted the smoke. Uh, it was definitely an accidental, um, you know, incident. LeBron obviously is not that type of player that uh, bodies people or bullies them at least physically and not like just basketball-wise. He's not one of those guys who are too physical and beats you up and shit. Um, and even to that, like, LeBron's not that guy. Not in the, not like that, but obviously in the sense that he's not a bully on the court, like, actually, like, trying to get you hurt or trying to, like, hit you and, like, feel pain, you know? That's not... He's not that type of player. So, yeah, that was definitely an accident from LeBron. But obviously, people are not going to like that. Uh, people are not going to accept that as a reasonable answer. People are still going to call LeBron soft. But that's uh, that's another conversation. Next, uh, we got the Bulls defeating the Knicks 109-103. to 103, And the Lakers still took the W. They defeat the Pistons 121-16, by the way. The Nuggets, they lose to the Suns 126-97. to 97. And then finally, the Warriors, they defeat the Raptors 119-104. to 104. Then today we have, what, 10 games? The Hornets versus the Wizards, the Nets versus the Cavs, Rockets, Celtics, Pacers, Bulls, Pelicans, Timberwolves, Thunderhawks, Suns, Spurs, Grizzlies, Jazz, Maverick, Bucks, and Sixers, Kings. So, yeah, that is it for it. And tomorrow we have, before we get there, tomorrow we have four games, Heat versus Pistons, Lakers, Knicks, Nuggets, Blazers, Mavericks, Celtics. Or Mavericks uh, Clippers, my bad. So four games tomorrow and then 10 games today. And, well, that's going to be it for today's episode. I'll see you guys on Wednesday for my week 12 predictions. I can't believe we're already in week 12 of the NFL season. But here we are. And uh, I'll be making my predictions for week 12 on Wednesday morning. It might come out a lot earlier than Wednesday night because, again, Wednesday morning, Wednesday afternoon, I will be on my way to... uh, out of state or out of not out of state out the city for thanksgiving so so i got to do an early episode before we get there and i'll see you guys in a bit take care and peace out my friends